You're listening to the Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins podcast, a podcast which features students and early career professionals who work in the alternative protein industry, where they discuss their journeys and deliver advice on how you can start a career in this revolutionary field. They say that finding a job is like dating. Well, Talist is currently developing a matchmaking service which is kind of like a dating app for job seekers in the alternative protein industry, as it is used to connect job seekers with employers. Make sure to register to be among the first to benefit from this resource and find your perfect match. A link is provided in the show notes. When looking for jobs, you really have to sell yourself. And in this episode, I speak with someone who knows a thing or two about sales. Katie Namer is the sales manager at Plant-Based World Expo North America where she is responsible for bringing companies to the annual exposition event held in September in New York City. Previously, she was the sales support specialist at Plant-Based World Expo Europe. Katie has a BA in Human Geography from the University of Brighton in England and has done extensive fieldwork in North Africa, Greece, and Scotland. Please enjoy my conversation with Katie, where we discuss how she discovered this industry and how she manages the intense networking involved with conferences. Welcome, Katie, to the Cultivating Careers and Alternative Proteins podcast. It's so good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. To start off, how did you first hear about alternative proteins? So I guess I first heard about it probably in like 2014 or so. I was working at a vegan restaurant in California and just kind of was getting introduced to that space. And then I think I went home with some of my colleagues and we watched Cowspiracy. And then after that, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to be vegan. (laughs) It kind of just like changed a lot of things for me. So I started doing it for loads of different reasons, like animals, health, environmental, all different reasons. But yeah, I guess that's how I started hearing about it. Okay. And when you first heard about it, was that something you ever envisioned or saw yourself doing as a career? I guess at that time, I was still quite young. I had just moved to California from Wisconsin. And in Wisconsin, where I grew up, it was very dairy state, you know, cows. No one was talking about veganism there. So I guess when I moved out to California, I was about 17 and started hearing about it. And I mean, started going all over social media and stuff. So at first, I didn't really think of it in like a career way, more of like a way of life way. And then I guess as I got older, I started looking at it being more of a space I could go with my career. Okay. And was there a particular moment in your career when you decided, you know what, this is something I want to pursue or work full time on? I guess... It kind of started when I was doing my degree over in England in human geography, which is basically kind of like sociology. So I was doing that as my degree, and I didn't really know what to do with that degree. Human geography wasn't a clear path for me with that. And then I learned about Plant-Based World Expo, and I went to my first trade show, which I also had no idea what a trade show was. And I just kind of fell in love with it all and just being in that space and kind of aligning both of those things like events and the plant-based industry together just was like a no-brainer and I mean I've been with the show for a while now so I guess that's when I kind of decided I wanted to keep that as my career path. And do you feel that your background with human geography has helped you in any way? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was really focused on sustainability, a lot to do with human impact. It was a lot about how people just existed in like the world and in society and a lot about the future and stuff. So definitely, I would say my degree has helped. And like I said, I didn't really know what to do with that degree. Some people go into being like town planners and stuff, but that's not really me. So I feel really lucky that I found the role I'm in right now because it just allows me to connect with people and I also feel like I'm still in the mission. I'm doing a job that's actually affecting the world, I guess. Fair enough. I guess what do you sort of enjoy the most then about your role? There's a lot of things I like about my job, but I guess because I'm in sales, I just love meeting new people. I absolutely love networking. Everyone in the plant-based industry is so nice, really energetic, just a lot of good energy out there. And I've been to a lot of trade shows in all different states that I wouldn't have even gone to and countries I wouldn't have gone to and just like feeling like a really good sense of community. So I guess that's what I love the most about the job is just able to connect with people and networking and I made loads of friends that I will bring with me to new careers. So yeah, that's probably what I like the most about it. Yeah, that makes sense. And networking is such a invaluable skill to have. Yeah, it's really good. I feel like you have to like networking. If you don't, I think it could be kind of hard. But I do feel, especially when I'm out there, it doesn't feel like hard work necessarily. It feels like I'm just doing what I want to be doing. So I guess I'm really lucky in that sense. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people really thrive in that network environment, socializing people, and that really motivates them and energizes them. Mm -hmm. For others people, that that kind of scares them. Do you feel that you're more of the former than the latter? Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the craziest thing is I used to have massive stage fright when I was younger. Didn't really like being up on stage in front of a crowd, but I could come up to a bunch of people that I didn't know and I would never be nervous. So whenever I'm networking, I am never nervous to, you know, be out in a new situation. I just went to Singapore and had to go to a networking event with loads of people I didn't know. I didn't know a single person there. I just showed up and had massive jet lag. And it was just like, okay, I'm probably the youngest person here who knows the least, but I'm still excited showing up. It ended up being amazing. So I'm definitely more of a extrovert. <laughs> That's where I thrive, I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I imagine your work is very socializing and doing a lot of networking events. And you said that that energizes you, but do you ever feel that sometimes it's just too much and it does become tiring at some point or it's never gotten stale? It's kind of funny because I don't really realize it in the moment. So when I go to like a trade show in another state or country and the whole week, I'm just up early in the morning, talking to lots of people being at a show all day, coming home, changing, going out for dinners and drinks with clients all night and then doing it all over again for a week. And I'm not tired at all in that moment. It must be like adrenaline or something. And then when I come home, I'm absolutely so tired and I just am like hiding in my house. And sometimes it can be hard to socialize with my friends where I live because I come home and I'm like, okay, I need like a weekend. I'm not talking to anyone and I'm just chilling out, being with my dogs, being in the sun and just coming back to myself. So it definitely can be challenging in that way, but it's definitely still worth it and everything. I guess it's just something I'm getting used to. 
I've been in the job for about a year and a half. So I guess just finding that work-life balance. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. We're all human and we all need just a little bit of time to ourselves and just that gives you a break between trade shows. You can recharge and get ready for the next one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We just actually did like three shows in a row and then I came home and I was just like, whoa, I had ordered like a takeaway and just sat down and I was on the couch like a potato. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how about now we dive a little bit into your role there at Plant-Based World Expo. Maybe you can just explain a little bit more about what it is. Plant-Based World Expo, it's the world's only 100% plant-based trade show that's entirely B2B, so that's business to business. So that really sets us apart because a lot of plant-based events are consumer angles. So the companies are out there giving their full-size samples away to just the general public rather than having those key buyers at their stands. So Being entirely business to business is definitely something that sets us apart. And also it just gives like a really focused place for the buyers to come look for it. So when you go to big shows like Expo West and stuff, they're absolutely massive. You could walk around for four days open to close and you're not going to see everyone. So at our show, we're small and intimate. So when buyers do come to our show, they get around, they see everyone who's new to the plant-based space. So Yeah, that's Plant-Based World Expo. We are in New York City. And then we also have a sister show in London. I'm the sales manager for the US one, but I help out with the London one. And that's kind of where I started as well, launching that one. Okay. And when is the US-based one? The US one is in New York City. It's at the Javits Center in September. And then the London one? The London one's in November. It's the week before Thanksgiving, but they don't celebrate that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really fun show over there. They have a lot of European brands there that aren't quite ready to come to the U.S. So it's always fun to go over there and see what's happening over in Europe. Interesting. Yeah, it is quite a different market there. I feel like, I don't want to say they're behind us. They're not like behind, but they're just at a different stage than I feel we are in the U.S. Like in the U.S., we're talking about fermentation and everything like that. And over in Europe, they're not talking about the same way. They are in Asia, though. So it's kind of, maybe they're just like sandwich in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So maybe you can describe a little bit more about your specific role at Plant-Based World Expo. Yeah, so I am the sales manager. So we're a pretty small team. The sales team's only two people. So basically, I'm in charge of going out there and finding new plant-based products to come sign up for the show and get a booth. And also to talk to the people who have been in the game for ages and see if they want to come. So essentially, I'm just there trying to get people to have a booth and then also work on sponsorship, just getting their name out there. And then also during the show, checking in on them, making sure everything's going good. Just like a lot of customer service. I'm really big on customer service and customer relationships. So it's not just selling a booth and then forgetting about them. I mean, I still have friends that were old clients of mine from my retail jobs years ago. I'm really big on building good relationships with clients and exhibitors. Right. Okay. So I guess your job is trying to bring all of the startups and get them to have representation at the expo, as well as potentially bringing in larger corporations that may have interest in plant-based. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you go to our show, 
every single person that you see in their stand or their booth, myself or my colleague would have helped them get there and also just help them achieve their goal, which is essentially to find buyers and get their name out there. And whether they're just starting or they've been here for a while, we guide them through that. So there are also retail companies like grocers that would go to this expo to meet the various companies that are producing these products and saying, hey, we'd be interested in having your product on our shelves. Yeah, definitely. Since we are business to business, our whole audience is all buyers, which you can have retail, which is going to be like Publix, Whole Foods, Target, Starbucks, stuff like that. And then we also have food service as well. So we have a lot of universities, hospitals, airlines. We just had JetBlue sign up, trains like Amtrak. You know. So we do both sides of that because some shows just focus on one, like just retail or NRA is for just food service. So we're kind of combining it and just making it like a one-stop shop for that. We also have some like investors and distributors and press and stuff come to the show as well. Yeah, And it's called Plant-Based World Expo. Is it specifically plant-based products or is there opportunities for fermentation and cultivated meat products? So it's so hard because at the moment we're just plant-based. We do let some fermentation come in, kind of have to do like case by case. At the moment we're not doing cultivated meat because it's not plant-based, but some can be vegan friendly. depends on why you're vegan. This is what friends in the space have told me as well. But who knows what's going to happen? Like the space is changing. There's no doubt. So who knows what will happen? But at the moment right now, we are just entirely plant-based. Fair enough. I guess cultivated meat hasn't been commercialized yet. So the market there is pretty small, if not negligible. Yeah, literally. Because I mean, they can't sample it. They can't do that yet. So who knows what will happen when it becomes available cross that bridge when you get there yeah <laughs> exactly all right and so i believe before you were the sales manager you worked in business development can you describe more what that role entailed yeah that i was doing more of like grassroots looking for the new plant-based company. So that was kind of more research. I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn, a lot of time online and just looking at magazines and actually going out to grocery stores and stuff and just looking for new products that we haven't heard of before. So it was more like investigation work. But now I'm very much just a typical salesperson you know, lots of emails, calling people, going to the shows, like meeting up with people in person. So I definitely prefer my role now, but I think that it was essential that I kind of started at my role of business development because it gave me a foundation to do what I'm doing now. Okay. And then before that, you were the sales support specialist at the Plant-Based World Expo Europe, right? Yeah. So that I basically was doing data work for like the UK show. So I was in uni, I was doing it part-time. So when someone would go to a trade show and they'd come back with a bunch of business cards or if there was notes or just kind of like cataloging it and recording it and dating stuff. And then also when the show was happening, I was in the sales room, just helping out and being an extra pair of hands. That was perfect for uni because I don't think I could have taken up anymore. 
Fair enough. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so I guess that role was remote. Have all your subsequent roles also been remote? With obviously the exception of attending the conferences in person. Yeah, they're all remote. Actually, the first one, we did have an office in Brighton, which is in the south of England. And we would go into there in the mornings. And the rest of the team worked there. But then when COVID happened, it just kind of shifted, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then now it's been remote. And I love working remote. (laughs) I'm sure everyone does. (laughs) And how do you feel that having a career in the plant-based food industry has transformed you? Well, I guess at the moment, I'm very into gut health and functional foods. I feel like being in this space, I just feel very like connected with the new things that are happening and like the new products and stuff. And I love all functional food, mushroom coffee and new ways to have healthy snacks. There's this one company I love It's called Root Foods. They do like a veggie chip. And I used to snack on veggie chips when I was vegan, but they have just done it in a super healthy way. And I just feel like the way that the food's evolving, especially food I've always loved. I love just being that and just really focusing on functional food for myself. So I guess that's how it's transforming health-wise. Fair enough. And how do you see yourself growing and evolving in this industry in the future? Oh, God, that's a hard question. I mean, my life has been kind of wild. If you would have told me I've been living in Florida two years ago, I would have never believed that. So it's hard to see where I'm going in the future. But I mean, I hope I say in like a sales role, I feel I absolutely love sales. I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. I love selling something that I believe in. So it's not selling like a car. I'm selling something that's actually benefiting the planet, benefiting health. I get a lot of exhibitors. They put their heart and soul into their company. Mm -hmm. I love working closely with them and watching them grow. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to stay in a sales role. And I love events. Like I absolutely love events. Everyone's energy at events is amazing. I don't know if you've been to a trade show, but everyone's their best selves. It's just really good vibes. And being in the food space also rocks because I just love sampling food. I've been to some other trade shows that weren't food and you can get a bit boring-ish in a way. (laughs) And just being in the food space, you cannot be bored at a food trade show or hungry. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, I'd like to stay in sales and events. Trade shows with food, I can imagine that being a great time. Absolutely. Sometimes you get too full and I feel bad. I have to start saying no to some of the samples and I actually want them. I guess that's a good sign that the industry is growing. And what is your strategy to ensure that this industry continues to grow? I mean, we work really closely with the PBFA. It stands for Plant-Based Food Association. That's our trade partnership. So I guess just working closely with people like them, they're an awesome team and They work closely with all size companies and they certify, they do a lot of research, education, and they just really fight for plant-based companies' rights. So I think if I were to have a strategy, it would just be to stay connected with people like that and just stay educated and learn all this new stuff that's happening. I'm still trying to get into 
all the cultivating me. When I first heard about it, I was like, wait, what? And I had to talk to Andrew Sales. I think you've had him on your show. And he explained it perfectly. But before that, I was lost trying to Google and figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit confusing to understand initially. But once you understand the basics, it, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So have any resources or mentors been really useful to you in your journey? I guess for like resources, social media, it sounds crazy because I have actually been trying to like limit my social media use, but LinkedIn is just too good. And I didn't use it for ages. I just started like eight months ago or so. And LinkedIn is insane connecting with loads of people that I wouldn't have seen or met ever. And just, I mean, that's how I met you. It's crazy. So definitely LinkedIn and social media in general has been really helpful to get me to where I am in my career. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah, LinkedIn has been so invaluable and especially when you're working remote, it's the main way that you can connect with people from all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy. I'm starting to look at it all the time. And I don't know if it's just this industry, but people post very real things on there as well. They talk about their life and work. A lot of founders, they talk about their struggles. And it's not what I thought it was. I thought LinkedIn was going to be quite serious and like business, but it's just like a really good place to feel like you're in the community and to just know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that too. It has been, at least over the years, become less formal and more personable. Mm -hmm. I saw someone post that they got married on it the other day. I was like, is this Facebook? <laughs> like, <laughs> then you're like, you're still like related to it and how about how they have time. So I could imagine it's changed a lot. Yeah. What advice do you have for job seekers in the alternative protein space? Well... If you are a people person, and then definitely do sales because it is very fun, very rewarding. Like I said, it's easy in the way that if you enjoy what you do, then you don't feel like you're working that hard. It's still difficult. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but I mean, if you enjoy people, then sales, then if you enjoy traveling and going to new places, then events as well. I mean, just go to one trade show and I swear you'll be sold on it. It's incredible. And the space, I feel like it's a really tight knit space with tons of growth. I've noticed loads of people moving around between different companies, people leaving companies and building their own companies with other people. There's so much movement going on as well. And I guess advice would be to get on LinkedIn and see what's happening. I guess maybe another piece of advice would be if you are going to go into sales, don't just try to sell and then move on to the next. Actually try to make a good relationship with that person. Actually hear them, hear what they need and what they want, hear what's working, what's not working, and just really focus on having those relationships with them. Right. It's all about building those positive relationships and collaborations too. LinkedIn's a fantastic way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Is Plant-Based World Expo hiring? They're not hiring right now, but we are planning to just keep growing. So definitely keep an eye out on LinkedIn. 
you never know where we're going to be. We're in North America, we're in Europe, maybe Asia one day. I know that this show is just going to get bigger and better, so definitely keep an eye on it. And the team rocks. We're a very close-knit, small team, and we all support each other, so it's a great place to work. Awesome. That's the best way to do it, have that supportive team. Absolutely. All right. Then with that, I guess we'll end the episode here. And it's been such a honor and pleasure to speak with you today, Katie. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, this is loads of fun. Thanks for having me on it, Jeffrey. If you're interested in sales, events, or just networking with people, well, the alternative protein industry is rapidly growing, and there are so many opportunities to foster connections between companies and consumers. Even if you're not into sales, there are plenty of ways you can assist with events and strengthen relationships within the industry. This is why there's a place for everyone, including you, to be a part of the alternative protein revolution. If you want to learn more about careers in the alternative protein industry, please follow the Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins podcast on Instagram for weekly posts about episode releases, alternative protein resources, job boards, career advice, and so much more.